selfies in dentist chairs uh no i did and and the thing is i didn't understand the depth of the problem in other words the pain has just gotten worse over the last several days and the reason i'm talking about this right now i didn't even know i was going to talk about this when we started is that i've just eating pizza well no no no. it's not even that it's that i had taken painkillers and they've clearly worn off in the last 10 or 15 minutes and all of a sudden i'm in excuse me, excruciating pain, like ridiculous pain right now. So I might leave to grab some more painkillers while we're even talking about this. We have a lot of fun tonight. Uh, but yeah, so folks, what I'm saying is go to the dentist, get your teeth checked I before it progresses so way too far. I don't know how insurance so works. Well, and the problem I had is that I don't have insurance, so I had to wait till I had some money, and I waited, and now I have no money because I spent it all on... The dentist. This stuff, yeah. It was crazy how expensive you it was. You paid it cash? Cash, which was dumb. I should have financed it. Like They're like, you can finance it if you You're want. Like, no, no, I got this. And then I realized I don't have any cash left after that. You know. Uh, all right. Well, that's my checking in. Ugh. That's our show, folks. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Alex. Um, all right. Let's go next to Jamie. Great. I, um, there was a spoiler alert in the last episode for what's about to happen, but since the uh, the, the last season <clears throat> of this show, um, I I got you prescribed. Your character um, choked up Obama. Just talk, just talk. Come on. <laughs> okay, no, I'm sorry, you're in pain. Um, no, I got prescribed glasses, and in fact, um, I stopped. Well, yeah, so I have glasses now. I will debut them on the podcast. Again, <laughs> as I said last time, the perfect place to debut did, your new glasses. I'm debuting for you guys. Okay. Did, 
You never wore glasses before? No, but actually, remember I was walking down Melrose. Like, it was the first day I got the glasses. And it's really jarring to figure out how to navigate the yeah. world with glasses when you, you've never had Were them. you wearing contacts or did you just no, think I, you had good vision and you were wrong? I went to the optometrist and I realized, like, for the last four or five years, like, I see double vision. Um, everything's blurry. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh, wow. That is wow, not dude. good. You are a menace to society. Wow. It, I, I felt like such an idiot. And I, I was like, that's just how I see. Because as a kid, I always had 20-20 vision. But I haven't been to an optometrist in literally probably 15 or 20 years. I don't... Are you supposed to do that? And even... I remember... <laughs> do I, I have to do that? Yes. Do you see double? Do you see blurry? Mm-mm. Everyone looks perfect. Correct. I went to oh, um, <laughs> get my DMV and my license renewed like three or four years ago. Oh, and they were like, you can't read anything. No, I remember getting down to the last one. Then they, I remember the guy kind of winking at me like, we'll let you slide. <laughs> <laughs> That should have been the wake we'll up call moment. Like, w, Slide. W, W. But finally, I went to the optometrist, and like, it's, what's crazy is that all they do to test your eyes now is like blow a puff of air into mm-hmm. it. That That's was it. always been true. Oh, really? That's yeah. not testing your eyes. That's if it looking for a specific something. disease of some sort. It was, I, I think, stigmatism. No. No? No. Oh. It's like a specific eye disease that yeah. that checks. I don't for. know, because as soon as I came back from the eye puff, the optometrist was like, oh, well, we got astigmatism, and uh, you definitely. And then, I, but then he made me look through the, you know, the magnifying glasses to the letters, the little letters, and it was just like, to- like I could see. Wow. <laughs> it was like revelatory, like oh my god, like I didn't realize how bad your so vision has it, was. Has it changed your life? So I was so excited because I was like, Jamie's, maybe Jamie's been dating a tree. <laughs> 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 Well, she was a mighty oak. <laughs> <clears throat> Why are you so quiet all the time? Oh. <laughs> he was going to get defensive. I know. <laughs> can't talk every second. Um, but I got excited because I was like, do you think this has anything to do? Like, I, I just got tested. Well, this was right after I got diagnosed with um, mild ADHD. And I was like, do you think this has... <laughs> 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 I probably have mild ADHD, right? They said it was a mild Hyper-active. case. Hyperactive. They said based on the answers to their questions, it was a mild case. But um, I was like, "Do you think this could have anything to do with my focus issues?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> I look at they're like, "Doing." <laughs> it was. It was like it's like yes because you're like looking at a computer screen all day. And it's difficult. And it's difficult. So you're you're you you want to do everything but look at that screen. That's like so. I was so excited, but it takes seven to ten days to get your glasses. Um, but I finally got them and I was excited because in my mind I was like, I'm going to get these glasses. Everything's going to change. Mm-hmm. That was a month ago. And then they didn't, not, not everything changed, but some things, but it was definitely like looking at the screen. It's like, I can look for a lot longer. Put them on. So anyway, these are my stylish new glasses. They're cute. They, they really go with the sweater. John, I know. Oh, Jamie. I like and I can see you guys so much better right now. How do uh, we look? Are we like an HD? But I was walking down Melrose. Very erotic. <clears throat> the first day. <laughs> <laughs> Say erotic or neurotic. <laughs> but the first day I had them, I, I, I walked down Melrose and I walked to, um, I was walking back and you pulled over. Damn. Oh. You honked and I ran over a car. And you like, got an the, the You're like, up. And, but I don't have automatic anything. Right. So I couldn't roll down that window. Oh. So I was just like, go away. <laughs> go away, go away, you spectacle dummy! It was the funniest no, was twenty seconds. Like I was like waving, like roll it down. <laughs> I was like, no. I was just like, no, no, I can't. 
But I wanted to like explain because I'd never had glasses on before. Oh, I didn't even notice the glasses. Now I'm an asshole. And you were wait, you were you had walked on Melrose, and you were walking back on Melrose. I, I walked down to like La Brea, and I was walking back towards Fairfax on Melrose. On Melrose. Mm-hmm. I was driving on Melrose. Yeah, okay. But even right now, I forgot because I've been wearing them all night. I forgot about that. I can see so much better. Glasses will do that. No wonder the pizza tasted so good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Amber. Yes. I am so excited. I am training for a half marathon. That's great. Thank you. You sound really excited for me. Um, it's it's pretty cool because I've never cool. self-identified as a runner. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Swimming upstream on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's great. It's really it's, cool. No, it's, all, it's amazing. It's cool. It's great. It's cool, it's really Go cool. on. Whatever. Go on. Tell um, us about it. But yeah, I started running like a couple months ago every, every once in a while. And... Uh, <laughs> That's the best way to train. It's just every once in a while. No, this was before. <laughs> oh, before you decided. Yeah, to do that. and yeah. I already could tell. Um, I think Mr. Joe Wagner mentioned in a previous episode that I do well with like a goal, like mm-hmm. a task, like a specific attainable thing. And um, so there was um, a challenge on my the app, my running app. An app I- challenge. <laughs> You get it. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. You're talking about an app challenge where you challenge you're challenged by an app. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I have an app that uh, records all my runs, so I I know my distance and my time and all that good stuff. And there was a challenge that popped up that said like, sign up and see if you could run thirty miles in forty three days. Hey app, why do you have to sound like such yeah. a dick? And if you do it, you get entered into a sweepstakes that you could win a trip to something. Who cares? Like, I was like, uh, that probably won't happen. I right. just want to give myself a challenge. Um, I've got three days left yes. to run 30 miles. Are you going to be able to do it? I'm at 65. So you got to go back two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to go backwards. <laughs> um, no, I'm running all the time because also within that time frame, when I was in this 30 mile challenge, my good friend Tess, who I saw Beyonce with mm-hmm. and Britney Spears with, mm-hmm. um, she was like, hey, do you want to do a half marathon in October? And I was like, yeah, I think I do. Like, that's enough time to train. I didn't think anything could be scarier than Halloween. Now I've heard something scarier, and that's the idea of running a long marathon during that very month. No, thank you. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, the glasses make a difference. (laughs) I felt smarter saying that. I liked it. I believed you. Authority. You had, yeah, you had a um, (laughs) genesical. So what happened? She was like, hey, do you want to do this half marathon? She kind of asked me if I wanted to do something like that a year ago. And I was in no position physically, mentally, spiritually. Right. Emotionally, financially. Artistically. Psychologically. Sexually. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's get real. Um, I was in no place to do anything. like, Like, it sounded absurd. It sounded like, do you want to fly to the moon like i was just like no i don't i can't what that's an impossible thing you're asking of me people have done that by the way (laughs) i'll believe it when i see it true (laughs) oh colloquially Mm -hmm. (laughs) so what happened 
so this time it was like the perfect timing that I was like, fuck yeah, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's forced me to keep running and I run all the time. I ran this morning, even though I saw Beyonce last night. So I am hitting a wall pretty hard right now with how tired I am. But um, I'm loving it. And it's exciting for a lot of really cheese ball. I'm boring the shit out of Alex. <laughs> He's playing. What like the fuck, video Alex? Games. Sorry. You come on our show and you play Candy Crush at the table. I'm playing Candy Crush. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ! But like a lot of cheesy motivational broad stroke things of like. You can do it. Well, and that you're <laughs> capable of more than you allow yourself to believe. Yes, and so. And again, I've never self-identified as a runner. Like, you're a walker. I'm a dancer. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, first, <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> and I live right by the Silver Lake Reservoir, mm -hmm. and I couldn't even run a hole once around the loop. And now I go multiple times around, and uh, I'm loving it. I'm really like, I bought new running shoes. I bought a running magazine. I'm, I'm, I know that I'm in the like honeymoon phase where I'm still really excited about it, but it's just, um, yeah, that's good though. That's, you know, why not? Like it's good for you. It's enjoyable. Yeah. So. I find it meditative Yeah, and, uh, it's really cool on days when I don't want to do it and mm -hmm. I still do it. Cause I just don't want to be behind on my training schedule. I don't want to. <clears throat> Like, I've already signed up for this thing. I've right. already paid money. And so I, I get my ass out there, and then I come back feeling fantastic. Right. And I know I sound so annoying right now of, like, fitness inspiration. Shut but up. I don't think it's so. good. It's good. I'm, and I, uh, I, I'm down nearly 20 pounds. Wow. Yeah. You look fantastic. <laughs> <clears throat> That's great. Uh, all right. Well, let's go next to Jamie. Um, oh, no, we already did Jamie. Alex! <laughs> hey, guys. Why were you on your phone? I was... Uh, <laughs> uh, nervous, I, nervous tick. Yeah, well, it's kind of, I feel really surreal up You know here. that microphone goes down. You don't have to, like, hold your head up oh, that way all the time. <laughs> oh, Alex. <laughs> Sorry. You are the cutest. <laughs> Sorry. So this is real right now because I haven't done this before. No, but, you uh, haven't. You've, you've sat you down with us before. I've never done like a checking in. Well, sort of for like the, the holiday episode. What so. is going on with you, Alex? So I am getting ready to leave the country, um, first California, and Ooh. then leave from Texas to go to London. So I'm pretty much leaving seven years worth of LA stuff in LA, trying to get, get rid of it somehow. And then anything good? Do you have any extra weed, man? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes and yes. Great. Um, I got rid of a Technics turntable today because it was just too heavy. Mm -hmm. And so I just had to donate it. Like a 1200? A 1200 M3D. I know, Jamie. I know. But it was just too heavy and I couldn't take it anywhere. And the guys were there ready to pick up donations. So I was like, could you take this? And they said, yes, we'll find Alex a good home for this. Alex is pissed off I did you, not want to give away a Pioneer Technics turntable. I did not want to. I would have held on to it. I don't I know, know, Jamie. I didn't even is. think what about that. It's just a very a Pioneer Technics. It's a direct twelve hundred turntable. Oh, it's a direct driven turntable. So what that means, it's like a a turntable with extra horsepower. So DJs would use it to scratch. Okay, that's the magic that's of the it. That's the part I was missing. It's like I was the, like, what it's the, like the, the industry standard. It's the benchmark for DJs. Do you scratch? I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't, I mean, so I'm from Houston where there's a thing called chopping and screwing music. And so I would do you that chop with and records. Screw? Yeah. What are you talking about? We're learning so much. Music. Why haven't you ever brought that up before? Because not that people, not that many people are blown away by chopped and screwed music in LA. I don't even know what that is. I, I don't know what anything is. But I appreciate it. So do you just like go home from work and you just do a little chopping and screwing? Not all the time. <laughs> Sometimes I do podcasts with you guys. But basically what it is, it's like taking... You are so sassy right now. <laughs> it was popular, more popular in the 90s. So DJ Screw was out of Houston and he carried on this um, technique of making music where he would take popular R&B and hip hop tracks uh-huh. and he would slow them to around 72 to 65 beats per minute. Usually it's around 88 or 90s when they start. Sure, he would sure. slow them down to 65 <laughs> to 72 the parts we all know. to create like driving music. And so it wasn't so much as dancing. Uh, it was like driving music to sort of um, drive by drive and smoke weed to it and maybe drink some codeine to it. I never did any of the codeine. But that's sort of what inspired this type of music. It is this sort of this drug coding sort of phase, yeah. Mm-hmm. So purpling, purple drink, purple drank, I purple believe. drank. Mm. Oh, you're right. And so this is just a type of music. Okay. Yeah. And so then you're going to London. Going to, to London to be a professional DJ. Yes. Sometimes no. I'm going to London to study business. Chop and scratch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Wait, where, where, fuck? where are you called? studying business? I'm going to Cambridge. I'm going to Cambridge University. <laughs> You know, in Cambridge, chop and screw is the way you call an elevator. <laughs> I have a lot to learn, Jamie. A lot to learn. Welcome to Cambridge, Mr. Gonzalez. <laughs> I understand you've never gone through a codeine phase. <laughs> Drink up. <laughs> so what are you going to You're going to be there for how long? So I'm going to be boots on the ground nine months, class to class. What are you, the fucking military? What is happening with Well, you? because I, I don't know if I want to stay in the... Boots on the ground, then we'll see what happens with local <laughs> tribes and tribal leaders. Yeah, you have to win We're the gonna hearts. We're going to try to set up a coalition. You have to win the hearts yeah. and minds of the people, Sean. But <laughs> it's nine months of classes, like nine to five dress up all day classes. and Dress, then up? dress up. Yeah, he's told me this before. You have to dress like... In a business costume, yep. <laughs> it's a Harry Potter theme school. So it's her- <laughs> whereas LA, LA business casual, it's sort of like just throw on jeans and sort of any button up shirt. Um, I'm sh- I'm sure Cambridge and London in general, it's a little bit different. You have to get one of those white curly wigs. I know. <laughs> Damn it. And a waistcoat. <laughs> and a broom. No, but I, I have seen pictures of, the, walking of their graduation. They wear the craziest like bow ties. Everybody wears it. I guess it's a tradition, but I've never seen anything like that. Where it's the craziest. How did you get, get into the school? <laughs> so to, to get into the school, I had to do well on the GMAT, but I also had to kill the interview. And so what happened was. What happened? <laughs> you don't talk like this normal. You're like. Like sling heavy right now, I feel. So, in order to get into a good business school, <laughs> if I wanted to get boots on the ground. <laughs> I had to go in there and kill the interview. <laughs> okay, so you have to take either the business GMAT test, the general management exam sort of test to get into business school, sure. or you take the GRE. I usually go eighty to ninety on that, but sometimes I slow it down to forty-five <laughs> to fifty. Well, if I'm on coding. <laughs> so, but lately they've let people with the GRE, which is more that's for <laughs> other crazy. other topic, other graduate students. That's what they usually take, but they allow both tests to get in. But I did well on my GMAT, and then I had to do well on my interview. And so my interview was pretty much 15 minutes talking to the dean about 
how to sell a comedy show to the public, how to sell movies to the public. How do you do it? <laughs> I told him, I literally told him, I said, I would do what my friend Jamie Flam would do. And I just talked about things Your that Jamie Flam the Flam man? <laughs> and long- <laughs> Why is he so unable to articulate the thing about the nugget of wisdom? But I closed, I closed. He's I, done it hundreds of times. Wait, and yet wait, wait, wait. every time it comes out of his mouth, I, I see a train wreck occurring. So I closed my no, interview. No, not close. I want every single detail that followed. Huh? <laughs> well, what, what, come, what was in the middle part? So he tell me more about me. <laughs> he talked totally. about how you would I sell mean, a movie to the public, and so I would say, I would say, enchantment. Enchantment was definitely a part of it, but I said in order. <laughs> Did to get, you use the word enchantment? <laughs> no, I wouldn't use no. Well, <laughs> uh, well, Dean, do you? The way I see it is a whirlwind of La Encantada. Oh. So, <laughs> I welcome to Cambridge, I young man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in in basic terms, I just said that in order to bring out an audience, you sort of have to um, connect with the people you know that would enjoy it, you know, you know that you have a connection with, and then broaden your base from there. And so um, with movies, you can do that. Um, I know we talked about, well, Guardians of the Galaxy is popular right now. Marvel has the capital to do that because they've made so many movies that people enjoy. They can make risks. They can take risks on these crazy properties. And so... It's sort of the marketing mm, part. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's where the marketing, you have to bridge marketing with either do you, do you try to sell it to people that you know will like it or do you try to bar- broaden your base and maybe... Why are you asking me questions? Lose some <laughs> sincerity there. And so I basically said I would start with the people I know and like and then try to spread out and hopefully keep up the sincerity but also keep up the quality of the work by broadening. Tell me more about this Jamie Flab. And then I actually, I asked him, I asked him, so you are the dean of Cambridge Business School? He yes. said, yes. I'm, yes. <laughs> and very, he was very efficient, very quick. Okay. And I said, <laughs> if, if you had, if, if you had a nugget of wisdom or any yes. piece of advice that would help guide me along my path, what would you, what would you a give me? A nugget of wisdom or a piece of advice to guide you along your path? I would say, be articulate in your questioning. Make sure people are able to understand what you're actually asking them. Quote, unquote, he said, you're very articulate in what you were saying. I guess I would say is don't become a tyrant. That's what he said. That's what he said. Like, word for word. And so it it, it, it was bizarre. I liked your attempt at a British accent. He was German. Oh, okay. Even better. <laughs> um, I didn't like your Don't become accent. a tyrant because you will eventually be invaded. Ooh, he, he gets boots on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so the interview, I asked him, like, he basically said, are there any questions for me after that? And I said, well, I have to know by tomorrow if I'm going to be in because I had impending offers. And I was like, I have pretty ballsy to ask you Cambridge to give me a, just, an answer. Oh my and he was God. like, power I'll, move. And I knew, I knew because I was dealing with the dean that I could, this could happen. And so he said, okay, I'll see what I can do, but I'll let you know that I'm supporting your application. So I knew, boom, I was in if I could hold out. You killed it. Right. Killed the interview. So I go out. I'm happy, fine. Welcome to Cambridge. So I woke. I wake up in <laughs> Mr. the Mr. Gonzalez. Actually, here's your costume. I, so weird. I go home and send an email. I go home and send an email to him and said, "Thank you. This is cemented. Cambridge is my first you choice." You will be dressing as a busty <laughs> Fraulein. <laughs> so not and so many serving words. me mugs of beer every afternoon. <laughs> In not so many words, the next day I woke up to an email that said, you've been accepted into the business program 
And then an hour later, I got an email that said, and you won a scholarship based on your uh, interview, your interview performance. That's true. <laughs> but don't let that get to your head and make you a tyrant. <laughs> I have some follow-up questions, Okay, that's okay. Yes. Is the floor open for Please. questions? Please. Floor open, is open. Open for questioning. I'm a big old dummy that won't ever do anything cool like that. Um, what is on that test that you had to take? Okay. I don't even know. So the GMAT is verbal and quantitative. Verbal is your sentence completion, reading comprehension. Sentence um, completion? Yeah. So like correction, I guess. Sentence mm. correction. It's been a while since I took <laughs> it. But, <laughs> Like periods, exclamation points. Just like basic Making grammar. sure that there's like a subject and a verb. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, logic, some logic issues and things like that. Do you want the thing then? <laughs> there's a cat on Incorrect. the map. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the quantitative, which is more. Are we have bus? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh... But who is dog? And things, questions like that. And the quantitative is more mathematics. And so it's not only basic Arithmetic? mathematics. There are problems that require maybe five different types of mathematics and you have to figure out how to put it together. But the hardest ones are the questions that say, is there enough information here to solve the problems? And so basically it's just like, you have, here's A and here's B. Can you figure this out? And you have to say, yeah, there's enough information to do this and I can prove this how. And so you say A is enough, B is enough, or B is together enough, or neither is enough. And so it's just like, yeah, you can't solve this shit because there's Sounds not enough like information. Sounds like my first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're a genius and you've been like picking up pizzas for us. I like what, I like what I do. What are you doing? Here's A and here's B. Can you solve them? <laughs> That's sort of what it was. C. C. It's a Spanish test. <laughs> Uh, well, congratulations, yeah, that's Alex! Incredible. Are you on excited? your scholarship? I am excited, but I, it's just I'm thinking about moving. Like it's stressful because the in between of moving and traveling is just so stressful. Mm. I just want to get out of this apartment. Do you have living home. situations set up over there? Yes. So I will be living in Darwin College, which is um, survival of, of the fittest. <laughs> yeah, one of the 31 colleges um, at Cambridge. And it is a... That's too many. Yeah, it's a lot of colleges because um, they have... They're like dorms. So the university is Cambridge, but each college is their own separate sort of living situation. <gasps> like Gryffindor. Yes. I mean, it's based off of more... Yeah, Oxford and Cambridge, the, the Gryffindor, Harry Potter situation. And so I'm in Darwin with graduate students and I'm sharing bathrooms again. And so it's like going to college all over again. Fun. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Fun. Alex, so, I have a question for you. Sure. It's just been handed to me off camera. <laughs> by, by someone in the living room <laughs> who was a guest on our last episode. Uh, does Alex, do you do logic problems? Yes. I Actually, growing up, I did a lot of logic problems. My, yeah, I did. So Joe Wagner was right. As, yes. <laughs> What's a logic problem? So I used to get, um, I used to have a subscriptions to logic magazines where I was a lonely kid. So I would do a lot of puzzles at home, just, you know, just logic puzzles and so. That's kind of where Give I am us now. an example of a logic puzzle. Okay. Um, so there's another test called the LSAT, which is more for law school. And they're heavily based on logic problems where you would say, okay, you have a hotel with four floors. Jimmy lives on the third. Someone who plays tennis is on the second. Someone who lives in New York lives on the first just visiting. And so you have to put it all together, and like saying, who is which per oh, the person for, love doing the person those. from New York plays basketball, so he doesn't play tennis. And so you have to right. put By it all together. Of elimination. And so that's what I used to do growing Jamie's up. Jamie's fucking the person from New York. And so then you have to say, well, Jamie can't live on the second floor because he lives on the first floor. He's from New York. 
And so that's how you get started. And I refuse. And the blue house has a three-syllable last name. Mm -hmm. I used to love doing those. And so that's pretty much what the LSAT is. It's like all logic problems. And so if you love doing those, you should take a law test. I think... Why don't you be a lawyer, uh, Amber? Okay. I, um, <laughs> that's the end of our first segment. <laughs> Big changes ahead. packing a bag right now. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think those uh, muscles might be a little atrophied. Work them yeah, out. But so were your running muscles. Yeah, just work them out. Great point. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Well, that's the end of our checking in segment. We will be back in a moment with more of our show, and we'll see what we're going to talk about. <laughs> what are we talking about? We don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> Good evening. My name is Jamie Flam, and you're currently listening to the Long Shot Podcast, available on iTunes and other sound areas. That's right, iTunes is a sound area, and if you check out other sound areas like it, you're going to find our podcast. Speaking of areas, I will be putting on a show at an area known as the Hollywood Improv this Friday night. It's called Van Jam. It's a show that I've produced eight other times, so I kind of know what I'm doing. But uh, what makes the show special? Well, we got a great lineup this Friday night. We can see... The Spanglers, who you are, of course, familiar with. You can see uh, Jasper Red, Zach Sherwin, John Doerr. And there's going to be a lot of special surprises. And I've got this amazing band coming in from Austin, Texas, to be our house band. They make great music. You're going to love them. If you live in the L.A. area, or if you are willing to travel to the L.A. area on Friday, August 29th at 10 p.m., I will make sure that you, as a listener of this podcast, get in for the big low price of zero dollars, as they say in the movies, like Jaws, what? Oh no, the shark, the shark. Anyway, um, hit me up, jamie at jamieflam.com. Say, hey, dude, I'd love to check out your show. I love great things in the world. I want to enchant the world. I want to make it magical, and I will make sure you get in. I love you very much on behalf of myself, Amber, Sean, and that crazy kid Alex who you're listening to on this episode, and Joe in the background cackling like a goose in the middle of the desert. We love you very much. Enjoy the rest of the podcast, and hell, I'll see you in those shark-infested waters known as the ocean. We're back. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I am joking. <laughs> I keep taking a bite of pizza and then starting like a dummy. Pizza is good. Uh, especially because my teeth hurt so bad. Um, Alex is our guest. Hi. Thank you for being here, Alex. Thank you for working you with described us. Who he is for, for, for having us. The listener that's never listened to the podcast before. <laughs> what's going on? I'm singing. Do, do people might be listening that don't have never listened to it? So why don't you explain who Alex is and what's going on? He's our intern. He's leaving. <laughs> but what does that entail? Well, Alex, well you can you can start it off. But <clears throat> how did you join the Longshot family? 
So I was living on my own in Beverly Hills. I just graduated. Ooh, um, I graduated gosh, a little bit early. Yeah. It, it was a mistake because I was all alone. It was bored. I didn't know anybody in the area. Um, and I graduated before six months before everybody else because I want, didn't want to pay for school anymore. And so I was basically knew nobody working out. And so I saw... Nobody working out? Nobody f- that I in- knew from school was like out working. And I was. Oh, I and see. so I was sort of alone. I didn't have anybody to commiserate with. And so um, I started seeing more ads for Second City. And so I thought, oh, that's cool. More I- than what? More than... More than, ads for Second City zero. than you had seen before. I saw one before. Well, <laughs> now I've seen two. The logic problem, Sean. <laughs> I guess what what was happening was I was really into SNL. The man with curly hair <laughs> I was seen an ad for Second City. It must be the third city. I was really into SNL at the time. Not SNL um, 2011, but SNL 1975 and 76, the sort of first season. And so I, I'd read that everybody there went to Second City. And so I was like, cool, let me see if I can do that. And so I signed up for Second City in Hollywood. Welcome to your interview for Second <laughs> City, Alex. I didn't do so well in the Second City. But the thing about Second City I learned was that you never know kind of what the lessons you'll get at Second City. I would learn later on doing more lessons everywhere else. It was sort of a grab bag um, whenever you sign up. And so in the middle of seeing... In the middle of the Second City classes, I saw Brian Gallivan, who was an instructor at Second City. I saw he was doing a show at UCB, and I thought, UCB, I've never been. I might as well go check it out. And started so, seeing more ads for UCB. Yeah, started <laughs> seeing more ads for UCB. And so this was, it must have been tw- 2011. And so this is whenever you could get tickets for like the best shows and still like go the same day. Now you can't. Um, but I, would, I went, and it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. That was the first time I think I'd, saw, I'd seen long form. Because most of that Second City is short form and sort of let's make a sketch out of the short form. But that was the first time I saw long form and enjoyed it. <laughs> and I knew I had to sign up. And so what happened was I didn't think I, not feeling it. <laughs> I, I didn't think I would be able to do improv. And so I did sketch at Second City. Uh, Why didn't you think that? I because I, I saw what everybody at UCB was doing, and I was, didn't think I could... What show did you see? It must have been... He is on... What is he on? The is Brian Gallivan Experience. No, he's with a team. I can't remember what it was. He was either Facebook or My Fucked Up Family, I think. I can't remember. Brian? Brian Gallivan. I can't think of what he team does, he was um, on. Or is it Soundtrack? Soundtrack, It must yeah. have been Soundtrack then. Um, but yeah. And so that was when I really saw long form for the first time because improv to me was um (laughs) was uh whose line is it anyway like that was what i thought improv what i knew improv to be before then and so that was i couldn't hang with that but i knew ucb had a sketch background because i'd watched ucb growing up on comedy central i'd watched a lot of kent alterman stuff growing up and so i like how you call it kent alterman stuff okay well a lot of the stuff he worked on but also the ucb guy stuff it was more them than him (laughs) but um yes he was the executive producer of right. that show before he ever became the head of Comedy Central. Yeah, now he's the head of Comedy Central. Um, but, and so from then, I started taking Sketch at UCB because I wanted to see what that was like. And I ended up in Sketch 201, and Sean Conway was teaching. What? He yep. was my 201 teacher. Isn't that crazy? He was my 201 teacher, too. <laughs> and so at the time, I was taking class with Sean. I had no idea about long, um, the Long Shot, long, the long shot, long shot podcast. And so one of my friends... But you started seeing more ads for it. <laughs> started seeing more ads for it. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Nick 
Nick Applebaum. Um, he Not told me. <laughs> he told me about the podcast. He actually worked. He worked on a few other. Anyway, he told me about the podcast. He's friends with uh, Joe Mendelcorn. And so he told me about Longshot Podcast, and he said, they're looking for an intern. I was like, cool, who's on that podcast? He's like, Sean Conroy. And I was like, whoa, hold on. I know Sean. I'm in. <laughs> and so one class at the end of the class, I was like, hey, Sean, heard you guys were looking for, a, for an intern. As you like lit a cigarette. No, so this is the last class. This is the, this is the, the last class. Not and that so I'm he, interested. Last class. And so he was giving me personal notes on my sketches, and he was like, you need to work on your game and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey. Wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. What the fuck was that? Uh, you gotta Go work ahead. on your teaching skills, Sean. Yeah. No, Sean was doing it. I mean, he's a very good teacher. I just, Thank I didn't want to tell the whole world that how awful a game I was no. the first time I took 201. Um, but, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. And so you have to be bad at something and be good at something. Wait till the end of the show, Alex. I know, you're gonna be asked for nuggets, so I got, storm I got up. I got plenty. Um, so he, he kind of cocky about his nugget. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked him, I was like, Sean, I heard you guys looking for an intern. And he was like, email me, email me, Alex. And I was like, okay. And so he gave me, I think it was your email or it may have been a long shot email. I'm passing this one off. <laughs> not specific, not specific. <laughs> Emailed and said, okay, we're going to. So wait, you emailed me and I sent you an email of Jamie. So you emailed <laughs> Jamie. This is the opposite of a Jamie story. <laughs> <laughs> so I must have emailed Sean because that was the only email address I had at the time, I suppose, if I remember correctly. And so he <laughs> said, sure, we're doing a round of interviews at Cafe Solar. Oh, mm-hmm. right. You, Me and Sean sat at a cafe and, and right. interviewed like and five so people. I expected. Whoa, what did you ask? I can tell you guys. Do you how do logic <laughs> problems? I can tell you guys how, how it went. And I thought everybody was going to be at that. I thought you and Eddie were. And I You were seen, like, I got to kill in this right, interview. Right. I got to kill it. And so I thought Eddie was going to be there. And I, I'd seen Eddie from all the Conan stuff, like Planting and Conan. I'd seen him from uh, Always Sunny. And I'd seen him just around. I'd seen him everywhere. And so I was like, oh, I know this guy. He was in Last Comic Standing. My favorite. No, I'm just kidding. Not my favorite comedy it's- show. But I saw him do really well in that show. That's what I knew him from growing up. And so I was like, this is going to be crazy. And growing so, up. I know, easy How with the growing up stuff. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, and so... So it was 2011. I was growing up. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was Jamie and Sean. And <laughs> they, were ask, it was, it, they were asking me just... Um, they were asking me about me, which... That's an interview. That's a typical interview I, technique. Wow, that might have been my first interview with you guys. My first interview. Ever? Yeah, yeah because... Did I ask if you were a good self-starter? Yeah, you definitely asked me if I was a good self starter, but it was. And then you're like, "How do I become one?" <laughs> it was more tell me about yourself, and I told you the story about how I was alone, like I was sort of just on my own, sort of trying to figure out comedy, and I was already a little bit jaded. <laughs> you named up Ken Dalton. Sean's like, "You're gonna be perfect for this show if you're already jaded," <laughs> and I was like, "That's great." And so he didn't say yes or no right then, but he was. He, we were. It was funny because I was talking about how much I was learning from UCB and just how Second City wasn't fulfilling as fulfilling as a UCB environment, and that's when I was really exploring the comedy um, culture and community around town. And so that's what really got me in was this podcast. And that interview was sort of like, wow, like really meeting comedians for the first time is great. What season was that? Second, third, third. Wait, you're saying your first experience meeting comedians was interviewing at Solar Day Cahuenga <laughs> with me and Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, Poor well, guy. You had already taken a class with Sean. It was a good cop, bad yeah, cop. Yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> but that was like a student teacher. Yeah, it was a different. It was a different. Yeah, different relationship, I think. Um, but yeah. So now the tables have turned, <laughs> and I am the teacher, and you are the student. Yes. Uh, so 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 you got the job. 
Yeah. And what else? And that's where I am here today. And that really, um, really helped out. Like, cause I was, like I said, I was on my own. This sort of really helped me branch out into not only comedy community, but just in LA in general. And so I started hanging around Hollywood more. I ended up moving to Hollywood. And that's when I really just started um, meeting people and going to more classes. And before then, it was just, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. And so this sort of opened me up to more things, like more experiences, instead of just being closed off. And so that's why I really appreciate this, the show doing for me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. <laughs> What has the show done for you, Amber? You're the sweetest. I got to meet Alex. Oh. What about you, Jamie? What has the show done for me? Oh, I, you were really asking. Yeah. Um, a <clears> lot. It's, um, <clears throat> my, my good friend Danny actually just sent me an email. He said he was going through old emails, and he's like, I thought you might get a kick out of this yeah. um, like Who's time Danny? capsule. Danny was on Little Kevin Buttersmith with me, my first sketch team. Oh. Little Why Kevin Buttersmith? I'm not. <laughs> I just thought it was funny to aggressively go, who's Danny? I know. Who the fuck? Um, <clears throat> like I'm lying. Like, yeah, and then yeah. I have this friend who emailed me. Um, <laughs> and it was me. It was a promotional email that I sent out promoting the third wow. episode of the Long oh Shot Podcast. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And it was like, there's like going to be guests in the future. And <laughs> it's going to be really fun. And I... And like it was like a, and I was like, oh my god, a I used to write emails for each episode. I don't even remember doing wow. that. Right. Um, wow. And it was 2010. Yeah. And oh man, it was it was crazy. The world was filled with <laughs> possibilities, mm -hmm. none of which no have longer. happened. Yeah. No longer. Um. No, it's it's hard to say what this show has done for me because it has been like really the only constant besides my dumb day job in my life for the past four years like my personal life has had ups and downs my uh living situations i've moved uh i started doing stand-up seriously after the podcast started so like a lot of the things that are are um just like oh that's what my life is that wasn't the case before this mm -hmm. right. podcast so it's it's hard to tell like cause and effect it's all so intertwined right but yeah i i think we've talked about this on other episodes but i was one of sean's students and he just sent me a text one night saying like hey do you want to do this podcast with me and my friend eddie you didn't even say eddie pepitone you just said me and my friend eddie and i was like huh like good one <laughs> what do you mean i like it wasn't like it wasn't even like I was like the star student or anything. Mm -hmm. So I thought he was. No, 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 certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought he was just super fucking with me. Like it didn't make it like does not compute. It didn't. Mm -hmm. And even um, other friends I had at the time were all like <laughs> it was um, a funny like they were happy for me. But it was also like a why did yeah, he like, ask you yeah. <laughs> and yet i would say i would posit that anybody who listens to the show yeah. would say of course that was exactly the right person <laughs> that was a genius move by conroy no, you guys, it director, sounds Sean. like he's being nice to me but he's just congratulating himself <laughs> it's one of those it's true i just i'm saying i know how to pick him uh no i knew what i was doing uh, i knew yeah. what i was doing you know um what were you doing 
<laughs> Getting Amber to be on the podcast. No, I was setting up a situation. Whoops. Have you met me yet when you went to... Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I want to hear I have so much more perspective now, like where I was at and like what confidence or lack thereof I brought to the table uh-huh. in a meeting with you. Like, hmm. Can I just say that I would never like... Without this, sh- I would never have rolled a joint for Greg Proofs. That would never have happened in ever. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have either. And so, just like I got to, <laughs> I would have like, mission accomplished. I got, to, I got to meet Paul F. Tompkins, Greg Proofs, like Nick Kroll, like all these guys. Like that's crazy. Joe Wagner. Wagner. Joe Wagner. Um, and so yeah, that's. I mean, that's uh, that's the show did that also, but it's just like meeting people. It was so surreal, like meeting people that I would never have otherwise been able to meet so easily. Alex, you're also like so awesome and so supportive. I don't know about you guys, but he'll come to my stand-up shows. He comes to Liquid Feet shows. No, I was thinking my incredible. favorite memory is like you know over the last couple of years, like go showing up at the Improv or at a show and just and seeing Alex hanging out. Like Alex, I love comedy. what a special treat you are right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the podcast done for you, Jamie? Me, I don't, I, I don't know. It's uh, you got glasses. I got glasses. That had is, nothing to do with the show. <laughs> It's created a cool time capsule of the last uh-huh. It's like mm-hmm. a journal. Four years. Yeah, it really it's really is. cool. That I don't I know mean, if I... Hundreds but of But if you go back and listen to episodes, I bet you'd be like, whoa, I don't even remember that happening. Yeah. I don't remember no, you're gonna feeling love it. that way. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool thing to have. Like I, when, when I talk to people with young comics, uh, or anyone, I always... Old man comedy <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> but I talk about like um, this podcast. The fastest gun in the West. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I mean, of, of all the things, just, you know... It taught me that sticking with something that at one point I literally quit. Mm. <laughs> 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 but that was for five minutes. I know, but I mean, it was really tough. Those first couple of seasons were really tough for me mm-hmm. and putting myself on the line and getting a lot of um, shit from you and Eddie <laughs> and not knowing why I was doing it. But I, I think ultimately I've stuck with it and I'm doing it because it's helped me grow and maybe not as a, a storyteller, <laughs> But um, I don't know. Just the grow. cat sat on the mat, <laughs> right? But learning, and I don't know that you can, you know, and given how much shit we've gone through, that you know, adversaries can become some of your closest friends, and I say that facetiously, but I mean it. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I took on that tone. Piggybacking on that, I also, it's a cool representation of just like doing something a lot, you get better at mm-hmm. it. Stay with me. I feel like I've I've put the Mal- Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours. Yep. I've probably put more hours into this podcast than a lot of the other fields that I'm trying to do. I just I've actually put the time in here, so I find myself. Oh God, I'm already uncomfortable about how confident this is going to sound, and I don't mean it to. But like, please go on. I'm when I sit in this chair and I'm in front of this mic, I'm comfortable. I'm not always like amazing and there's, I have better shows and worse shows, but like, but I, um, there's like a level of ease Mm -hmm. and I did not have that the first episode. Mm -hmm. And so it shows me that if I just kind of keep at stand up and keep at sketch that I'll develop an ease in those situations as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I'm hoping to become comfortable talking in front of a microphone myself. <laughs> <laughs> if I keep 
for my five minutes. <laughs> but keep putting in the 10,000 hours. Um, all right. Well, Alex, I think it's time for us to take a break, and then we'll be back for parting shots. And then we'll just watch you ride off into the sunset. Okay. And I'll have to find a new drug dealer. <laughs> go, my son. Go and climb the ladder. I don't know that one. Neither. Oh, we had to sing it at eighth grade graduation. It sounds like an elementary school song. Yeah. And everyone like cried, but it was also weird because it was like a Native American song. And it was like offensive because I don't know if it was actually Native American. I was going to say, I don't know the Native Americans were known for their ladders. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not that I know. Some were the ones that climbed. <laughs> I gotta Great go. climbers, those guys. We sung, Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the good times? To think Are you sure. ready for the fun and fun <laughs> in the song. sun and a whole lot of fooling around? We, we went to the principal, my friend Aaron Sh- Sherber, and I went to see Mr. Braddock in sixth grade and asked him if we could blast Schools Out for the Summer by Alice Cooper. At like, the end no. of the year, and he was like, "No." <laughs> oh, so this is funny. Call. I in middle school, I had a backpack that had built-in speakers, and so I would of just blast music all the time, like on the bus during class, all what the time. What kind of what music? Like, crunch and bunch. Um, <laughs> the the fucking blow. Yes, chopped and screwed. <laughs> chopped and screwed is a big one. But suck and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, back then it was like uh, you know the screwed up click, but there, were, there, were, there were a whole bunch of groups I can't even remember now because they're not popular like like Bar Baby. What was his name? And a lot of Houston groups, like because Houston the Ghetto Boys. Get, well, Ghetto Boys was a little bit before our time, and we, that was our classics. That was Alex is thirteen years old right now. <laughs> we're talking. What year were you born? Nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, oh so God. I saw the Ghetto Boys when you were five years old. That's how old they are. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's take a break. We'll be back, and we will t- have. Goodbye. (laughs) The Fifth Ward Boys. We refuse to go to break right now for some reason. (laughs) We also saw We've Only Just Begun. (laughs) Only Just Begun. To live. Come on. Heartbreaks and promises. Stop it. Hi, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitz Dog Radio. And uh, you have discovered and are enjoying the long shot which uh, really is what podcasting is all about. Just no real concept, no structure. Just It's like a drunken knife fight in the alley of ideas. And I love it. Congratulations. We're back. You're listening to... I did it again. Three for I'm three. Still... Yeah. That's how we knew we were going, because you took a bite of pizza. You got the, um, the three piece. What's it called? The, tr- the hat trick. Hat trick? Hat the, trick, yes. The three, three piece. The hat trick. The three-piece. You know, the vest and the... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it's time for parting shots. Let's start today. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. I'll go first. Great. Okay. Um, <laughs> we were very excited about that. Here's, here's my parting shot. I had that experience recently where I was at a party, and I was talking to a bunch of people I didn't know. Hello. What does that mean? <laughs> Literally You're getting out there, nothing. Sean. You're getting out there. <laughs> Someone anyway, I was talking to a bunch of people I didn't know. We all started blowing each other. So. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, no, I was talking to a bunch of people. <laughs> this is all men. <laughs> I, I didn't know. and I was, and So they were asking me what I did, and I told them about Mr. Pickles and that I was a comedian and blah, blah, blah. 
And so what one of the guys, was, where were you? It was a Fourth of July party oh, okay. at somebody's house, and so I knew the person whose party it was, but I didn't know right. anybody else there. Um, and so conversation went on. I'm a comic, blah blah blah, and then you know topic shifted. Everybody's talking about something else. Then everybody goes out. It, it was Fourth of July, so everybody went out to watch the fireworks. Right. And one guy stayed behind. He's like, listen, I know you're a comic. I got a couple things. If you want to use them, I'm I can so, tell you oh, a couple God. of uh, a couple oh. of stories. Which is like just the worst, yeah. you know, because oh. and I mean I know mean I know well. my yeah. I know my persona is that I'm such a mean guy and I am rude to people all the time, but in those situations, not I could rude. not be nicer. Right. Yes, not rude, <laughs> just mean. Uh, and I'm like, oh, really? Like, go, go ahead. Not rude, though. Fuck. These are the two you. things he told me that he wanted me to use, so I'm using them now, right? Fucking go for it, bro. Uh, the first is <clears throat> that his son uh, is obsessed with Rubik's Cubes and can solve a Rubik's Cube in like a minute. And it's not because. Like, I was never able to solve a Rubik's Cube, but apparently there's an algorithm to it, and you can watch on YouTube, and you just go, like, ten times this way, right. three mm -hmm. times this way. It's like way, a combination. To, to, yeah. So his son wants his father to get him a faster Rubik's Cube so he can solve it faster. That was one thing he told me. Oh, to that use. was a thing. Where's the punch? Oh, That's it. That's it. Wait, and are you okay? I know that you don't have the answers to these, but I'm still gonna explore it. Please, are you supposed to get on stage and say, "I met a guy at a party whose son is into Rubik's"? I cubes? don't know. I don't know. Are you supposed to pretend like it's your son? I here's what I think it should be. Okay, I get on stage and I go, "This guy and I were sucking each other's dicks," <laughs> <laughs> and he told me a story. <laughs> About his son's Rubik's But I also <laughs> don't even follow the story 100%. I don't either. It's I don't <laughs> either. And I'm at this 4th of July party, and this guy's like, you can use was this. Was he, like, and his cracking up as no, he was telling he just it? thought it was, like, a cool thing. And his expectation is oh. for me to go, thank you so much. Now I have you an act. hugged him and kissed him on the <laughs> mouth. It's like, <laughs> that would have been hard to do with his dick in my mouth. <laughs> I, um... Is it the fact that, like, isn't it crazy that it's not about being smart? It's about... Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I just was like, oh, that's... Mm, ha, ha, mm. I'm, like, trying so hard to distill something. And then the other thing he said was, because this was when the World Cup was still going on, I think. Uh -huh. And he said his son plays soccer and all... With an aerobic. <laughs> no. And this all is more the kids, like a family circus cartoon. When they're playing <laughs> soccer, they all speak to each other in British accents now. Because that's how they talk on TV when they're playing soccer. So those were the two things he told me I could use. There's one he told me that was really funny, but he said I couldn't use it. So I'm not going to I want to hear say that one. Sean, can I just say that if you're going to say the fast Rubik's Cube, you're going to call it the Rublitz Cube because it's so fast it's Blitz. Thank you, Alex. Cambridge mm. University. Hey. Mm. Going out with the bank. This is one of my favorite things about Alex is when he's trying to express something, but it's really cracking him up. So he has like this weird little giggle. Like But the sound just is escapes. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he just did just now. Uh, all right. Let's go next to Amber. All right. I was gonna give an Alex memory as my parting shot. Um we did a live long shot at UCB mm -hmm. a thousand years ago. Pete now. Holmes and Brody Stevens. Yes. Oh yeah, wow. And um, what a duo to have big on the show. Big personalities. Big personalities. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. How did that happen? I don't, I don't know. know. I think that was bad planning. And I don't think... Like, you know what it was? I think we asked one of them. Someone dropped out or something. And then, no, no, no. It was like we asked one of them. Never heard back. Never heard back. And then asked the other yeah. one who said, sure. Uh, and then the first guy said, sure. So we're like, oh, we'll have them both. Not even thinking about Ooh. the fact that it would be Brody and Pete on stage at the same time. For a live show. Yeah. For a live show. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good episode in my memory. Oh, it was definitely funny, but it was like, yeah, it was... try to get a word in edgewise with those guys, you know? Welcome to my Say it again? <laughs> Go just... ahead. So what happened, Amber? Uh, so that's when I lived like two doors down from UCB and I don't, it's a good pop group by the way, right? <laughs> two doors down. <laughs> 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 so there's a group called three. Anyway, I get it. Oh, you, <laughs> <laughs> you can use that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, a, it's a Dolly Parton song as well. I, um, I literally don't recall the situation, but like Jamie and Alex were early to arrive. We weren't supposed to be at UCB yet. I remember yet. exactly. Yeah. I, do you know what the circumstance was? Yeah, we were. I guess we were, the show was still finishing before we were getting on, so we couldn't do anything in there, and so we went to your place. Yeah. For like a minute. But oh yeah. Here's like hello more yeah, depth hello. to the story. That's when I lived in a little studio. You guys saw it, <coughs> but I let almost zero people into that apartment and i think alex had just started working on the show like two weeks before and i was like oh uh alex is in my apartment right now like it was kind of a vulnerable thing for me and it was a big deal that you got to see the inside of my apartment and uh it was fun we were all just it was so tiny and there wasn't furniture so we just stood in my apartment and then we went to the show <laughs> that's funny but yeah i was like okay i think uh We've got a real deal, intimate relationship because nice. you're in my living space, and huh. that's crazy. Uh, all right. Well, let's go next to Alex. <laughs> Alex, parting shots. Before you cross the pond, before you hit, what was the name? Oh, uh, Darwin College. Darwin College. Darwin College. What do you have to say? Um... Yeah, I guess just... Um, <laughs> what if he just went, keep on trucking? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you do Fuck what you, you do. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I guess just um, learn to really appreciate... Are we doing this right now? Or are we, am I just saying... I'm going to ask you. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. don't save seven. So seven, I'm just thinking seven years worth. I've been living in LA for seven years now, and I'm sort of leaving to take a break after seven years. And it's kind of rough just because I'm getting rid of a lot of things physically, but I'm also leaving a lot of people behind um Aww. and so a lot of relationships sort of putting on hold and so that's kind of rough but that's when you kind of learn which ones are valuable and which ones aren't mm -hmm. and so i'm um sad to see you know sad to leave some parts but i'm also there's opportunity and so i feel like it's good and so that's what i'm I dealing with right you now will make some new friends over in england <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> he just punched himself in the face <laughs> I guess, the, yeah, the parting shot, because I'm really parting, is just uh, a, learn to appreciate what you have, but that's hard to say because you can't really appreciate it until it's... You don't the, have it. Yeah, like as they say. And so how do you do that? Just do it. Like, it's really, really share your love with people that are with you. You're 
you're very inspirational too because like i feel like i know a lot of people especially in los angeles who just kind of talk about things like yeah someday i'm gonna do this someday i'm gonna do that and um you like a few months ago were like i think i'm gonna apply to business school and i was like oh okay and then you're like i'm going to cambridge university <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like oh wow like on you, a full ride scholarship <laughs> you like really back up what you say you really you really killed the interview so full that's, scholarship that's awesome it's uh thank you i'm yeah i i'm inspired by that well, thank you. Well, if it wasn't for this show and UCB, I would say UCB classes in general, I would not have would not have had the confidence to even go in an interview like that. There's no way I could have just, you know, really gave a give a pitch to a dean of a school as to what I do. Like that just wouldn't have made sense to me four years ago. I don't think that I could do that today. Yeah, like it's incredible. Like I, it's an accomplishment. It's surreal. Yeah, I don't. We well, you know I, what you want. I, yeah, I think so. We'll see. We'll see. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, hurry up and get Laser back focus. so you can fund all of our projects. Okay. Uh, all right. Jamie, parting shots. Um, well, Alex, we've had some good times. I was just remembering now, like, at one point we went to, like, a Japanese play in Santa Monica. We did. I remembered that. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. When my, friend, when my friend visited. How was this never brought up on the we podcast? Talked, no, no. It was, we did we? We, we? Not on the podcast, but you guys were definitely here when we talked about it. But, I mean, he's always looking for... Maybe yeah, we did. I don't know how remember. that works. For a year, a year or two. <laughs> was it two years ago, Jamie? It's like, it's like I don't have anything to talk about. Oh, I mean, I went I to like this play, this Japanese play in Alex Santa Monica. No, I, I think... have nothing to talk about. <laughs> no, it must have been a year ago. No, it must have been two, two years ago. My friend came to visit from Houston. Uh-huh. And it just so happened... Da- uh, sorry, Jamie had tickets to a Japanese play. You just forgot his name. <laughs> you started <laughs> to call him Dave. Dave I'm thinking, I'm thinking of so many people right now because so David was my roommate. Anyway, We had a Sunday I'm, recording. Dave had tickets to a play. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, why? I don't know. I can't I remember. remember. No, I'm not asking you. Oh, <laughs> hey, back off, Alex. <laughs> I can't remember why. I had four tickets to a Japanese play on a Sunday afternoon. We recorded here. And so I was like, I got two extra tickets. Me and my, my buddy Chris drank like these shitty so- shoju drinks. Not even <laughs> at, at that place. <laughs> no, yeah. Dude, what's a shoju drink? It's like kind of like that wine, rice, like oh, yeah. uh, alcohol so, substitute. It kind of makes my stomach hurt. Upon Is it Korean? Oh, maybe. I don't think so, though. No? <clears throat> I, I don't. A lot of places have it if they don't have their liquor license. Right. I think that might, well, maybe I'm just thinking of Korean restaurants that have it. But mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah, then we went, you and your friend there. She, I think lo- we, like, she loved it for the first half. We couldn't really understand anything, but it was really interesting to watch. I think but we she, all left after the first half. Yeah, we definitely did. But she loves Japanese culture, so that was so definitely. She didn't love the second half because <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> since you guys, since you guys were gone by then, she might have loved it, but hey, she but... wasn't there. <laughs> oh, I remember now. There's a. She had very mixed feelings about the part she didn't see. <laughs> She you gave guys... it 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think Jamie and us, we ran into each other and we were just like, I don't know about this show. No, we like, there was a lot of like movement and like There was sword fighting. fighting. It, was it was like a samurai. Fighting. It was like a samurai tale. And so it was a lot of, of sword course. fighting. Of course. Like re- very well choreographed stuff. I remember now, I booked this Japanese sketch group. And I That's speak, right. And um, <laughs> I booked them to play these Japanese businessmen in a lot of shows I did. Who would stand up in the audience and... <laughs> this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave you tickets. And yeah, they're like, you got to come see the, the, the real Flamson, big show. we have a play in Santa Monica. <laughs> it was like oh that. Oh, my God. It was like that. <laughs> but... 
and we went, and it was fun. Anyway, it sounds fun. <laughs> it was. I mean, yeah, it was. It was I a like, different experience. It was good. I like new experiences. Yeah. Um, well, that's the first half. Let's get the fuck out of here because <laughs> hey, I like that. I have mixed Let feelings about the second. Well, you know, you can't understand the words at all. You're like, all right. You should right, learn well, Japanese first. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Thanks. That's so funny. Um, okay, then second, um, I really splurged on this, but on the way here, I was like, oh, I should have got Alex a going away gift. <laughs> so I got you with Lucky Stars uh, Scratcher. It's not a $1 scratcher. It's not a $2 scratcher. This is a $3 scratcher. Holy shit, Jamie. But um, I want, it's to wish you luck. Um, from myself. I like how I wish and, people uh, could see that Jamie's kind of holding out. <laughs> He's kind of holding He's out, out but it's distance. out of reach of Alex and Alex is reaching for it, but Jamie's not putting the effort into moving it forward far enough. I feel like if this is a winner, Jamie's gonna kill himself. That or... was really weird. <laughs> I agree. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what I was doing. It's a glasses, man. You're getting I used got to you glasses. the scratcher. I'm not sure I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> Um, I think you should start scratching. All right, we'll save that for another time. But if you win, that'd be a great moment. It but you're setting it up that if he doesn't win, then we'll be like, oh, no. Oh, well, yeah. We <laughs> this have a, means something. I hope you'll, write, you'll write us a letter. Burn Your down. first letter to us that we'll read on the air. I'm definitely going to write so you guys. I'm going to physically write. Like, I'm going to work on My writing. teachers are really giving you me a lot of shit. You should get a feather. Oh, cool. Yeah, I already, I already got one. Of course you do. Oh, mm. But as I punt down the river, Cam, I will write you. Punt down uh, there, okay. the river camp? So around there's a river in Cambridge where you can just go on a boat, like a gondola, and just do it. Like if you're a member of the college, you can just go. If it's a gondola, why did you say punt? That's what they call it in England is punting. You know, like a boat. Punting the river car. Punting the river cam and You never heard about that. Punting in inside the they call 20. it punting because I guess this is called punt. That's the punt is actually pushing. I don't believe you. <laughs> And is there somebody who's driving the yeah, punt? Yeah, so it's like the gondolier. Oh man, that sounds romantic. I mean, you, it's whoever I believe a gondolier it. gondoliers. He does not punt. A punter right. punts. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know is are they drinking a pint? And are they so tired they pant while they punt? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, dude. Whoa. <laughs> um, I say that with an exclamation point. Okay. I think we should figure out a way to raise a lot of money and go visit Alex. Yeah, let's do it. Um, their so Kickstarter, fun. Indigo, <clears throat> FundMe. I mean, there are a lot of places now. I know they Live from Cambridge University, <laughs> it's The Long Shot. <laughs> that was so much you fun. have to leave. <laughs> um, Alex. You don't go to school here. Why are your <laughs> friends here? here? Why is the long shot here, Alex? <laughs> what are they doing here? Why do they have their boots on the ground? <laughs> Why is he such a tyrant? <laughs> I said no tyrants. You're going to be banished from Darwin College and sent to Wifflepuff. <laughs> Wifflepuff. <laughs> They're cool. They're all right. They're just nice. Uh, all right. Anything else? Alex. Yes. <clears throat> Distill a nugget. Now, I have, uh, <laughs> I, I have to tell you, Jamie, I spent the last two weeks at Disney. I like that Jamie got away with saying just distill a nugget. And Alex knows, like, well, because he knows, he knows well enough to he go. Knows, All right, Jamie, of course, he I have a heads up yeah. over everybody. But I spent the, the last two weeks at Disney going around executives, everybody I worked with, asking the similar question. I have a list of things to tell you. Can I go down the list? Yes, you should, because I have plenty. 
You so you went to all these executives and said, "Give me." I went to SVPs of marketing, SVP of print, like the top people at Disney. The SVPs. Yeah, the SVPs. (laughs) Senior vice. But they're not the presidents. No. (laughs) Welcome to the SVPs. I only take nuggets from presidents. (laughs) Yikes! Because there's like one, (laughs) and I couldn't get a hold of him. But Michael Eisner. (laughs) The most popular one was. How did you you ask them? Yeah, what did you say? I said, you've worked... Hey, Bob, could you distill a nugget? (laughs) I'm on the clock. It was more... I'm off to Cambridge in a couple of weeks. I had to be Hook careful. me up here. I had to be, it was interesting. I had to be careful because I had to position either advice for me or general advice because how you do it on the show is general advice for people listening. I can't just say, for the people listening, what would you say to me? I would that have would to be say, weird. You should have said that, but you would have sounded bad. Yeah. yeah. So I had to say, like, what's a guiding uh, principle you'd pass along to anybody that, you know, anybody? Uh, not necessarily me. It could uh, be anybody. That's a friend. Uh, I have a friend. I haven't well, bugged you, but I could have. Because uh, my direct boss did, he told me since he works with me, he's like, you need to do these things better. And everybody else was like, no, you need to do like general sort of like. They were like, they got in your face. They yeah. were like, yeah. <laughs> so let me start. <laughs> Throwing shade. So the most popular one was be nice. Um, the golden rule. Be nice to people. They'll be nice to you. Sort of be nice. That was a big thing. The funny part was who that came from, because a lot of biggest fucking asshole in the office. That's not. That's not even a lie. Like the biggest assholes told us that, and it was just so funny because you. Maybe they used to be worse. Think about it. Mm. I I do, and it's awful. Mm. So that was the most popular one. Um, Take your time was a big one because I'm not big on detail, and so a lot of people (laughs) would tell me take your time. I feel like the list is gonna be like, like <laughs> Bob, can you distill a nugget for me? And then the guy's like, uh, yeah, be Brush nice, your take your time, tie breakfast. your shoes, look both ways crossing the street, especially over there because which way you think it's coming from, it's coming from the other way. But a lot of the other ones were just um, more confidence, like oh, you're important, you're um, you're nice, things like that. Oh, you're whatever. Important. That sounds very but, sarcastic. Hey, <laughs> well, ooh, you're so nice. Things like that. But these are mine. Do you guys want to hear my legit ones? Mm-hmm. What do you mean on legit these. ones? Like these are mine. That oh, from me. you wrote them. Right. Fake it till you make it. That's what I live by. I just don't know anything I'm doing. I pretend like I do. So when I went in that interview, I was like, what would Jamie do? Let me pretend I'm Jamie. So that's what I did. That's such a funny choice of WWJD. <laughs> no, and I, I was totally, I was thinking the whole time, like, wow, this, I'm really killing it. I got to pretend to be Jamie more. And so that's, I kind of just go in. <laughs> It makes no sense to me. I go in with... How the fuck do you think I feel? I know. So I just think of like... got into Cambridge University. (laughs) I think of how it should be done, and that's how I do it. And now, I went into work today because they need me to train someone. They're like, we need you. Like, we didn't know... We we were sad that you're gone. We need you. Like, we're a growing growing department. I was like, I spent the last week making a 30-page document because I didn't want to leave the job because I own the job. I was the only person doing it. And so I felt ownership. And I had to make sure the next person in it was ready to do it. And so they did not want me to leave, but it was funny because it was built on this thing. I had no idea what I was doing. It was sort of built on just something I built just going through it, pretending every day that I knew what I was talking about, just make, asking all the questions to everybody. I am Jimmy Flam. I am Jimmy Flam. I am Jimmy Flam. <laughs> <laughs> Into a mirror? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was my daily affirmation. You're Jamie Flam. You're Jamie Flam. My daily Jamie affirmations. Flam. Who's Jamie Flam? I am. 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 Those like, were my daily affirmations. Taxi driver style. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another one, this is one that I, when I was on my own, I was, um, I left school and I was overweight. And so when I was on my own, sorry, I 
in the first two months, I'd say, first two months I was on my own, I lost 60 pounds. What? Because I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. The rule I live by, eat until you're 80% full. Because the message it takes for your food to get to your stomach takes a little bit of time to get to your, to your, to your brain. And so you eat to your 80% full, and then by the time you're done, it'll go to your brain, you're full. That's what I live by. That's how I lost my weight. I can't explain it other than that. I do know that it's, um, it has a lot of history in Japan and South Korea. It's a big deal. It's part of their diet. Like um, I was studying part of Japanese It has history diet. in Japan, but do you know the second <laughs> half of that history? <laughs> it, was really it doesn't half. work. It was really fucking <laughs> choreographed. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so I already said share your love. That's an important one to me. Um, know your limits and what's holding you back and try to eliminate that as much as you can. Um, yeah. If it's people, you can't really do much about that, but you can Just learn. You can. Sometimes you can't. <laughs> At work, at work, no, it's hard. No, I don't mean like knocking a guy out, but Call I mean like man. maybe adjust your yeah, no, environment. Exactly. And so I remember actually... Like move to Cambridge to get away from these three assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the guest one time? Never mind. But I remember one of the guests that we had one time was that when he gets into a conflict with someone, he asks himself, how did I get myself into this position? I sort of take it that way too. Whereas... Um, if I get myself in a compromising position, I'll learn never to get in those steps again. And right. so I'm just constantly learning how to what my limits are and improving upon those and maybe not touching the ones that I'm not good at until you know I get better on my own, things like that. And so just being aware of your limits and what holds you back is really good. Um, yeah. And so I like to be aware of things like that. Um, how many fucking nuggets are there? <laughs> I got two. I got two big ones. Fifty pieces. <laughs> got two more big ones. Fifty so, pieces nugget. I was reading a book one time about a <laughs> comedy you. writer named Greg, no Gene Parrott, and he was an old Bob Hope writer, and he used to write like hundreds of jokes a day, and he was a scientist. He wrote for the uh, Carol Burnett show as well. Yeah, Carol Burnett. He was a big Carol Burnett writer, and so what he's he worked as a scientist before, and so his approach was more engineering jokes. And so his question he would ask, his question he would ask his writers. How many stanchions does it take to hold up a bridge? But the way he would start was not, it was not, what are we writing? It was, um, what's impossible today? And they would say, this is impossible. We can't do that. And he would say, how would you do it if you could, though? And that's how he would get started writing. And that's how they would figure out problems was like, we know it's impossible. That's everybody knows is impossible, but we can do it. Well, how do we do it? And so they would just do it. And so this is more thinking games, just like just figuring out how to do things that you can't do. And so that's what I live by is like, I take on everything as if it were impossible and I do it my way and try to do it perfect. I try to just kill it. Like that's, I try to kill everything. And so that's how I try to, that's just how I go about kill it. Kill everything. Yeah. That's going to be the but new don't long be shot t-shirts. <laughs> and my big one, and I learned this from my cousins and they were um, junior Olympics marksmen, avid hunters. My Is brother- this about killing? <laughs> No, okay. surprisingly. But my brother hunts with them a lot. Um, and one of their big things was aim small, miss small, aim big, miss big. Now, it's counterintuitive, but the idea is being that when you're, when you're aiming a gun, you want to aim at the smallest point you can. That means more focus. Because if you're aiming at the smallest point, you'll miss by a little bit. If you're aiming for the big, big circle, you're going to miss by a lot. And so what I'm trying to say is when I aim small, miss small, I'm trying to have an idea of what I'm building at the end. And so when I look at someone like Jamie, very when he says, I want a jazz band, I want this comic, I want this comic, this comic here on my show, 
I'm not going to control them. I'm not going to tell them what content they're going to produce. They're going to do their own thing, but I trust them to f commit to the show. This is the big idea. This is the aim small. Whereas if you're aiming big, you're like, I just want to put a show on TV somewhere. It's just like, that's aim big. Of course you're going to miss that. Is I want enchantment? Is that aiming small <laughs> or, or big? I guess I could say another medium. Another quote too is that <laughs> if you want to drum up support to build a boat, this is paraphrasing. If you want to support some up, uh, support to build a boat, you don't tell them how to build the boat. You tell them what the greatness is out in the sea, because then people will be inspired to do it. And so when you tell people, when you pitch things, you want them to build their own idea of what they want. Because if you just give people what they want, they're going to get tired of it. See, I would say if if you want to get a boat built, have hire. a Kickstarter or Indiegogo, and then you can get the money for it, and then you. Uh... <laughs> These are good. Or as the great Gene Parrot would say, oh, one more. You're going to need some. Uh, <laughs> two buttresses walked yes. into a bar. So, one more. A lot of times I get called out on my work ethic. People think I'm very lazy, but I don't think I am. Um, I, I have of course this you don't. Quote, well, I don't. Nobody thinks they're lazy, right? I do. I kind of live by a quote, <laughs> another quote You'll I kind of live by Abraham Lincoln's quote. This is my favorite. If I have uh, six hours to top down a tree, I will spend the first four hours uh, sharpening the axe. I was spend the first four hours sharpening the axe. So basically what that means is he's spending two-thirds, half of his time just thinking about something so that before he, he do does it. anything. Yeah. And so especially in a place like a collaborative place like Disney or any type of studio where any move you make could have an effect on other people, it's really the, the time that you take in your head is um, you'll get more out of it than if you just go putting your hands on everything immediately. And so just really taking your time, letting, letting the head, <laughs> letting the headspace um, work as your don't workspace. fuck around, Amber. OK, this is serious. This should be your workspace for like two thirds of time. The one third of time should be. Wait, using let's your just be clear that you're pointing to your head. I'm pointing my head. So most of your work should be done in your head before <laughs> you actually do the physical labors right. of what you need to do. And so a lot of people think it's procrastination and it might be. But I'm mostly in my head about everything before I do it. Except, yeah, some things, but most of the time. <laughs> I don't like it how you sold it out at the end. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Except well, for sometimes when I'm doing <laughs> interviews, I don't. It's just going into some. It's going into a different role. Well, you have to answer a question when you're interviewing. Yeah. You can't be like, I'll get back to you in 20 minutes. Hold Why on. are you staring at me like that? <laughs> I asked you a question. <laughs> I'm just sharpening my axe. You got some good nuggets. I see big, big things for you in the Thank future. You. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, here's another. This will be our last nugget of wisdom, oh. and it's just been handed. <laughs> it's just been no. handed to me on a piece last of paper no. by our spectator who's in the living room, who was a guest on our last podcast. His name is Joe Wagner. His nugget that he is contributing to this episode, <laughs> sneaking in under the wire. Don't forget foreplay, <laughs> folks. Make sure. Shit. Make sure. To get the pump primed. Okay. Sharpen the axe. Sharpen the axe. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, Alex, best of luck. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for your service. Let's see what happens with your scratcher. And we'll see you in a few years, by which time you will have a fake British accent and like, like Madonna. And your own fucking movie studio. Right. Yeah, you'll and, buy but us remember out. that we could use jobs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I swear um, to God, go fucking get the degree, make some money, and pay us. Yes. <laughs> you know I swear to God, do that. You know what's funny? I asked the SVP of print. I thought he was joking. I, was, I asked him the question, and he said, go for the money. Because once you have the money, you can do whatever you want. And this is the SVP of print. 
And he was just like, I've been doing this for 20 years, man. Go for the money. Don't go crazy. Print is on the way out, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. We'll Did you ever talk to the SSVP of print? <laughs> no, he was out. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it. The long shot. We'll see you next time, except for Alex, who we won't see next time. Alex, oh. Alex Gonzalez, everybody. Chip, chip, cheerio. Thank you, guys. Oh, Alex. For past and future episodes of The Long Shot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com. Thank you.